We are back with the first college football Saturday of October, week five of the 2022 season. And we have some great matchups on store here for Saturday. So let's jump right into it. We start the show out in the Big 12, Oklahoma taking on TCU. Oklahoma comes into this game as the 11th overall team in the hot tip power rankings. TCU is the 17th overall team. And obviously TCU coming off of that big rivalry win last week over SMU. And, you know, Sonny Dykes getting some revenge on his old team. Um, hard to say revenge when you just leave him, but nonetheless, it beats his old team. I loved him at SMU, and he's off to a great start here for TCU. Quarterback Matt Dugan has really played strong for this TCU squad this season. I mean, 695 yards, eight touchdowns over three games. Maybe isn't the best, you know, stat line in the world, but this offense really does a great job getting a lot of guys involved. They spread the ball across a lot of receivers. Condre Miller has also done a really good job rushing the ball, 125 yards, three touchdowns for him on the season, and offensively it's just a team that can move the ball down the field very very well we look over at oklahoma enter this game following the loss to kansas state in last week's game and you know it was really the the first big test for this oklahoma team this season they did play nebraska but really kansas state was their first test and they didn't really look great in that game dylan gabriel you know has had a stall start to the season at quarterback 1100 yards for him 11 touchdowns on top of that uh, marvin Mins at wide receiver 395 yards eric gray at running back 400 yards you know offensively they put up a lot of yards they move the ball very very well and they can certainly score some points offensively this team has not had issues this season but the defense scares me a little bit you know they didn't really look great against kansas state last Last week and I do have some concerns about how this defense you know is going to look as the Big 12 schedule progresses they got to do a better job forcing turnovers if they want to stay in some of these games and defensively for TCU through the first four weeks of the season they have not been any worse than Oklahoma I might even give them a slight edge over Oklahoma um, maybe not I mean they're, they're really honestly two very very even teams going into this game you know TCU should 100% be ranked in the AP poll going into this one and I just don't see any way at home in this game that they get blown out Oklahoma just does not look like the same team we saw a year ago the departure of Lincoln Riley I think is going to be not great for this team as Big 12 play progresses and I think they continue to struggle um, and more importantly I think this game comes down to the final drive the final possession and with TCU getting six and a half points here I think they're the obvious bet so I'm taking TCU plus the six and a half here against Oklahoma. Next, we move out west for an early game in the Pac-12. Oregon State travels to Utah to take on the Utes. Oregon State comes into this one as the 42nd overall team in the hot tip at power rankings. Utah is the 13th overall team. And Oregon State had a very impressive start to the season. A win on the road against Boise State. They beat Fresno State um, and, you know, a win over Montana State as well. Not to mention they kept it within three points against USC last week. Not the start I expected for Morgan State, but a very impressive one. Nonetheless, Utah, on the other hand, you know, after the loss to Florida in week one, has gone on a three-game winning streak since then. Um, hasn't played anyone really of note. They did win against Arizona State last week, but, um, you know, still looking for an impressive win. And Oregon State would certainly be one for this Utah team. Cam Rising at quarterback leads the way for Utah with 954 yards, 10 touchdowns on the season for him. And it's a Utah team that really relies very heavily on 
on the production at the tight end position. Kennard and Kenneth both over 200 yards receiving um, at tight end. Seven combined touchdowns between the two of them. Tavion Thomas has also been a solid rusher for this Utah team with 282 yards. And overall, offensively, they've done a fairly good job moving the ball. 476.8 yards per game um, for them on the offensive side of things. But Oregon State is not a bad team offensively either. I mean, they were able to um, you know, keep up with USC. Granted, it was more the defense, and we'll get into that in a second. But quarterback Chase Nolan leads the way for Oregon State with 913 yards, seven touchdowns on the year for him. Harrison, at wide receiver, 241 yards, two touchdowns for him. And overall, they do just as good of a job moving the ball down the field, averaging 431.3 yards per game. Um, but the reason I love Oregon State in this match, and if I think they're able to keep it close against Utah, is the same reason they were able to keep it close against USC. It's the defensive side of the ball, only allowing 357.3 points per game. Now, granted, Utah is strong on the defensive side of things, too, only giving up 244 yards per game um, thus far this season. But this is no easy matchup for this Utah team. This is not an Oregon State team that you can just overlook. And even on the road, I think Oregon State is able to keep this close. I think they're able to keep it under double digits. And I think Utah just really struggles to run away with this one. So I'm taking Oregon State plus the 10 and a half here against Utah. Next up, we take a look at one of my favorite games of the day, which may go a little bit under the radar with the matchups we have today, but it's Wake Forest taking on Florida State. Wake Forest is the 13th overall team in the high Tibet power rankings. Florida State is the 57th overall team, and it's a Florida State team that I was not super high on going into the season. I did bet on them in week one, um, and they've had a couple you know, impressive performances. That week one game against LSU looked great, um, or you know, were able to hang on at least, able to get the win good enough for, you know, to be great in my department, a win over Louisville as well. And it's a big reason why they sit at four and zero here going into week five for Wake Forest, three and one on the season. Take it to double overtime last week against Clemson. Ultimately, end up losing that game. But Sam Hartman has been a fairly solid quarterback for them as well. Nine hundred sixty-two yards on the season for him. Does a great job spreading the ball around. I mean, they have three receivers over two hundred and thirty yards this season. Not to mention they've done a pretty good job rushing the ball. Um, Ellison and Turner have both been impressive this season, and offensively, it's about as good as you can get for this Wake Forest team. 42.8 points per game is what they have been able to put up this season. But Florida State is not a bad team, um, and they really have played well this season. Jordan Travis has looked great to start the year, passing for 945 yards and five touchdowns on the season. Um, you know, two great running backs in Ward and Benson. You know, Ward 350 yards on the year, 268 for Benson. And a lot of the, you know, success from this offense for Florida State, I think, comes from up front. Their offensive line really has done a solid, solid job job this season you know giving them a lot of time in the pocket a lot of time for plays to develop and it's a big reason why they're putting up 503.8 yards per game this season really love what this florida state team um, has done offensively um, and defensively you know they've pretty talented on that side of the ball as well only allowing 310.5 yards per game have really done a great job there and we look over at wake forest they haven't been terrible on the defensive side of things but certainly have had some struggles you know giving up 30.5 points per game isn't the greatest look in the world and overall i think this wake forest team is a little bit overhyped i think they're a little bit ahead of where they necessarily should be ranked um especially in the ap pool now don't get me wrong florida state 
hasn't proven a whole lot either. I mean, neither of these teams have done, you know, enough for us to, to, to buy in. Sure, Wake Forest took it close against Clemson. Florida State has some wins over Louisville and LSU, but it's still early in the season. Both these teams could go in a million different directions. Um, but when I look at this Florida State team and the talent they have, what they've done offensively, and how well their defense has been playing as of late, I really think they could be a tough, tough test for a lot of teams in the ACC this season. I think at home here against Wake Forest, they win this one pretty handedly. So I'm taking Florida State minus six and a half here against Wake Forest. Now getting into the evening games, we got West Virginia taking on Texas. West Virginia comes into this one as the 47th overall team in the hot tip at power rankings. Texas is the 25th overall team. And obviously, you know, West Virginia opens the season with a couple of disappointing losses, a loss to Pitt, a loss to Kansas. They are able to get the win over Virginia Tech last week, but this West Virginia team just does not feel like a great team going into week five here. Texas, on the other hand, coming to this one following the overtime loss to Texas Tech, obviously have the loss to Alabama as well. So even though both these teams are two and two, it feels like a very different two and two going into this one. Sarkeesian, you know, has been a fairly good coach going into his second year here. And, you know, he's got a lot of talent on this Texas squad. Obviously, Hudson Card stepping up for the injured Ewers at quarterback, but through two and a half games passing, 620 yards on the year for him but the real star of this texas offense is b john robinson you know a lot of people expected that going into the year 414 yards on the season for him but what i didn't expect through the first four games of the season was that he would have seven touchdowns it's a pretty crazy number um, but he's done a really good job running the ball done a even better job scoring and xavier worthy another great you know talented guy for this texas team at wide receiver one of the best receivers in the nation and overall it's a texas offense that is you know really about as good as you're going to get in the big 12 this season as far as the west virginia offense goes you know jt daniels is better than i expected 956 yards on the year for him seven touchdowns to go along with that but i think the real key piece to this west virginia team comes more in the run department you know two great receivers and running backs rather in donaldson and mathis donaldson 380 yards in the year mathis 272 um and a lot of that comes from the veteran talent they have on the offensive line now even though they got guys with a lot of experience and have played a lot of snaps for this West Virginia team, one area they could do a little bit better job of um, is in the sacks department. You know, against Pitt, they struggled a little bit. They struggled a little bit last week against Virginia Tech as well. And it was a team that was actually last in the Big 12 a season ago. So we'll have to see how they play out here as Big 12 play goes along. But defensively, I'm just concerned with this West Virginia team. They're giving up 42.8 points per game. Um, I think going up against these tough Big 12 offenses, they're really going to continue to struggle. And the Texas defense, on the other hand, while struggled a little bit last week um, against Texas Tech on the road at home this season, you know, it's been very strong. They were able to hold Alabama to 20 points. And this is a game that I think Texas bounces back big. They need some momentum going into the heart of Big 12 play. And at home, I think they're able to be in this game big. So I'm taking Texas minus nine and a half here against West Virginia. NC State travels to Clemson in what is one of the most anticipated matchups here on Saturday. NC State enters this game as the 20th overall team in the hot tip at power rankings. Clemson is the ninth overall team for this NC State team. You know, entered this game undefeated, had a great win over Texas Tech a few weeks ago. Obviously, Clemson is 4-0 as well. Um, a double overtime win over Wake Forest for them last week. But overall, it's kind of a hard Clemson team for me to judge at this point of the season. I mean, DJ Uyunglele has looked better 
than he did, you know, maybe last year, 1,100 yards for him on the season, 10 touchdowns to go along with that. Um, running back Will Shipley has been a strong, strong rush for this Clemson team, 353 yards um, for him this season. And offensively, it's obviously a very, very talented team for Dabo Sweeney and this Clemson offense. They're putting up 458.5 yards per game and really have just done a great job moving the ball. But NC State has been a little bit of a surprise to me. Done a great job moving the ball as well. I mean, Devin Leary at quarterback leads the way with 890 yards on the season, nine touchdowns to go along with that. And overall, he's just been a very, very strong quarterback through the first few weeks of the season. Wide receiver Thayer Thomas has also been great this year for NC State. 217 yards receiving on the year for him, and they have a couple of great rushers as well. Offensively, both these teams are very, very strong. Where I think NC State is able to, to keep this game close is actually on the defensive side of things. They've done a really good job this season on the defensive side of the ball. Now, granted, they haven't played anyone nearly as tough as Clemson, but they've still held their opponents to 261.5 yards per game. They're only giving up 11.8 points per game. And if they can do even half of that here against Clemson in this game, they're going to keep it close. They're going to keep it competitive. Not to say the Clemson defense is bad by any means. They're strong as well. Um, and, you know, they've looked good this season, struggled a little bit against Wake Forest last week. And I think, you know, because of that, I have some concerns in bigger spots for this Clemson team um, as the season progresses. But really how I see this game playing out. I think it's going to come down to the last drive of the game. I think we have a very, very competitive game between two very, very solid offenses and a couple of great defenses as that too. And really, this is going to show us a lot about how the ACC is going to play out the season. But I think NC State is able to keep it close enough to cover this spread, taking them plus six and a half here against Clemson. And we close out Saturday with a little Pac-12 after dark action. Stanford taking on Oregon. Stanford comes into this one as the 89th overall team in the hot to bet power rankings. Oregon is the 23rd overall team for Stanford. Their lone win of the season coming in week one over Colgate. Losses to Washington and USC um, here as of late. And it's just a Stanford team that has quite honestly been struggling. Oregon's kind of the opposite trajectory. They lose in week one, get destroyed by Georgia. And since then on a three-game winning streak, two impressive wins over BYU and Washington State to go along with that and quarterback Bo Nix for Oregon has just been great this season 1100 yards on the year 10 touchdowns to go along with that and as long as he can avoid interceptions he is really does a great job at the quarterback position Troy Franklin is the big help why he has had so much success this season 339 yards receiving on the year for him Bucky Irving also rushing for 265 yards and overall it's an offense that has just played very very well these last few weeks especially in that BYU game this Oregon team just looked great in that one. They're able to sneak by and you know hold on to the win against Washington State last week. Um, but you know that BYU game for sure. I really loved how this Oregon offense was looking. And Stanford's offense, on the other hand, hasn't been terrible. But it certainly hasn't been great. Tanner McKee leads the way at quarterback with 814 yards and six touchdowns on the season. EJ Smith also rushing for 206 yards, three touchdowns. And, you know, it's offensively a Stanford team that does look to run the ball um, quite a bit. But overall, they just haven't been great on the offensive side of things. Um, defensively, if they can get some pressure on Bo Nix, make him throw some interceptions, you know, they might have a chance to keep this game close. And I think early in this game, Stanford might look like a decent team. But I think as the game progresses, as Oregon makes some adjustments um, and continues to play their brand of football, 
I think Stanford is really going to struggle to keep up in this one. I just haven't seen enough sign of life out of Stanford in the last two weeks to really trust them on the road at Oregon is never an easy spot. And it's an Oregon defense that has certainly improved the last few weeks of the season and, and really just bounced back and impressed the heck out of me after that dud they laid against Georgia. So I think Oregon wins this one big at home. I think Stanford struggles on the road. I'm taking Oregon minus 17 here against Stanford. And that'll do it for week five of the college football season. And it truly is a great week. So many games to look forward to this week. So um, can't wait to battle them all. If you want to see more college football action for every game happening this weekend, head over to hottipbest.com. Take a look at the computer model picks up on the website. Got college football and NFL picks being posted every single day. We got games, of course, got horse racing and the MLB being posted every single day right now. And the UFC picks every single Saturday morning. So make sure you take a look at all of that over on hottipbest.com. Also, follow the Hot Tip Bets main account at Hot Tip Bets on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook to stay up to date with everything that's going on over there. Follow my personal account at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram to stay up to date with everything I'm doing as well as on Bet Stamp where you can get early access to all of my picks and get a notification every single time that I place a bet. And last but definitely not least, if you're watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on for today's card. And thanks for watching today's show. I will see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>